a KQED television production. Check, Please! Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by... Redwood Credit Union, community banking for the North Bay and San Francisco. Business and personal, online and mobile, plus nationwide ATMs. Banking for people who call this place home. Sutter Health CPMC, the new Mission Bernal Hospital, opens August 2018 with all private rooms and comprehensive maternity services. CPMC2020.org. Total Wine and More, offering more than 8,000 wines, 2,500 beers, and 3,000 spirits. Total Wine and More, now with seven Bay Area locations. TotalWine.com. IRG has thousands of surfaces in stock now. Surfaces. Selection. Service. IRG at MarbleCompany.com. Oakland International Airport. Now with flights all over the world. iFlyOAK.com. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This time, editor and proud Basset Hound owner Molly Rosen Mariner is always on the hunt for restaurants who give her pup the royal treatment and even toss in a tasty bone or two when they dine al fresco. And first-generation Puerto Rican cook and writer Ileana Maisonet champions the culture and cuisine of her homeland whenever <laughs> she can, from soulful sofritos to crispy chicharrones. But first, public relations guru David Landis wines and dines with his clients all around the city. But his personal favorite is also one of the most iconic. From playful seals to stunning sunsets, his spot has it all. A site brimming with San Francisco history, it's Sutro's at the Cliff House. We pretend that we don't have a view that we have to be successful on the quality of the food, the service, and the ambiance. The fact that you get the view on top of this should be an added bonus. My name is Ralph Birkin. I work at Sutro's at the Cliff House in San Francisco. The first Cliff House was built in 1863, and it burned down in 1907. It was rebuilt by Emma Sutro in 1909. And we had a major innovation that restored the original part over in the bistro side and opened up this part here called Sutros. There's three generations of my family here. My in-laws, who are the owners, they've been here for about 45 years. I've only been here for about 20 years. And my son joined the company about five years ago. We've had couples here that uh, had their first date here. And I remember one instance that this couple came back 70 years later to celebrate the anniversary. And for them, we, made, we recreated the menu from that time and we charged the same prices for it too. We are partners with the National Park Service. We are part of the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. And as such, we have common goals like preserving the area, the environment, uh, sustainability is important to us. It makes me feel really good to know that I try to contribute to keep this 
the way it is. All right, David, this place is truly a landmark in San Francisco. It is. Sutro's at the Cliff House has been around forever, and it has... It's about 1863. So oh, my gosh. So it's time. one of the oldest restaurants right. probably in the, the country. Mm -hmm. And I think that the food really matches the view, which is not typical for a view restaurant. Uh, the fish is fresh. Even the chef brings in produce that he gardens up in uh, the wine country. Chef Ralph actually has, grows tomatoes. Yes, it's, we had some of those mm -hmm. in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we went out there, it was at night, and I would suggest going at sunset so you can have the benefit of the view. But we went and we started with the Caribbean Passion, a personal favorite of mine. I love rum drinks. And on, here's a tip, on Tuesdays, they have half-price wine oh, bottles. yes, they do. So if you go on a Tuesday, you get a $60 bottle of wine for $30, right. which is what we did. We started with the foie gras terrine, and it was like a piece of artwork on the plate. It was creamy. It was delicious. It was mm. so tasty. I know a lot of people don't eat foie gras, but I do, and it was <laughs> Me great. Me too. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> and then uh, my husband had the white gulf shrimp tempura, which was phenomenal and kind of a Vietnamese vinaigrette dressing. Mm -hmm. It just had the right amount of heat and spice. It was really, really delicious. Mm -hmm. We started with the crab cakes and they were really good because so many places put a lot of filler into the crab cakes, mm -hmm. but once you cut into them, you can just tell it was just pure Dungeness crab, which was great. Mm -hmm. They were really small, which sucks because you want way more, but they had a real... <laughs> you can always order another one. Crunchy, <laughs> right? We almost did. We almost did. They had a real crunchy panko breading, so mm. they like fried them until they were real brown and golden, and it kind of gives like the little jaggedy, crispy edges on the outside. There was um like an aioli on the top, but there wasn't enough. It could have been a lot more acidic because, you know, like that crab needs to kind of be brightened up because it's real sweet and it can be kind of rich. Mm -hmm. I also had the crab cakes, which mm -hmm. I thought were really good, but mm -hmm. I never really get crab cakes, so my bar is, there is no bar. But I was- <laughs> Well, you just set the bar now. I set the bar. And I what did you bar. like about them? Um, even though they were small, they were substantial. Mm. And the breading was really good. They were very tender. Uh, and then we also got the lox dish, mm. which, you know, like I'm from New York. My, my ideas of lox <laughs> are pretty Jewish. And this was <laughs> a, uh, just like a very thinly sliced smoked salmon creme fraiche very light, very insubstantial, so I think that it didn't really pair with the crab So they do smoke well. their own salmon there. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It takes four wow. days for wow. Chef Ralph to My mother would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> My mother would say, too expensive. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, let's go to main course. Yes. So for the main course, one of the things that I love there, it's a bacon-encrusted yep. Scottish mm -hmm. salmon. Did you have that I too? Did. So the salmon was cooked perfectly, medium rare. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. fresh, fresh, fresh. I think they were serving it with some kind of spinach or something. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm not fond of spinach. Could I have the broccolini? Mm -hmm. No problem. Mm -hmm. I like a restaurant that allows mm -hmm. substitutions. I think that's important. Then my husband had the pistachio crusted pork chop, which was <sighs> so great. That pork chop. It was a little trafe, but it was good. <laughs> it was so good. Eliana's <laughs> well, uh, over there going, y'all. They should just rename Sutro's the pork chop house. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> that pork it's, chop. You really go for I'm still dreaming about that pork chop. I, so I went with two other friends, mm -hmm. and one ordered the steak, and one ordered the pork chop, and I ordered the salmon. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, we all took bites off of each other's plate, and I took a bite of her pork chop, and I almost ordered another <laughs> pork chop. I was like, I don't want to be this person, but I need to have this pork chop again in my life. See, this soon. is when you do the trick. Oh, look over there. <laughs> it was just, it was big, but it was so savory, and it yes. had like the crust on the outside, but it was perfectly pink on the inside. It was moist. So I went with um, my husband and two friends, and we all shared a variety of things. So we shared the risotto, the sole, the bacon-crusted salmon, and then the steak. Okay. Of all of those things, I thought the sole was the best. As far as like seafood freshness, it had a very crispy layer on the outside, and someone came over to our table and like very impressively, like a like a magician, like, <laughs> deboned it in one powerful mm -hmm. swoop. It was really lemony, and the lemon flavor permeated the vegetables that were on the side too and the flavor just very like refreshing mm -hmm. and then the steak was totally it was totally fine it was like a nice fancy steak the bacon crusted <laughs> salmon I think my expectations were too high and it was on top of a, a bed of mashed potatoes yeah. mm -hmm. which I thought was just kind of like any restaurant Anywhere. Oh, come on, I always love those mashed potatoes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I am, I am buying you the plate with empty hands. Yeah, right, right. I am only human, like, I love potatoes. But to me, for that level, for the level of, of showmanship that I expected from Sutro, I You wanted something, something different. Like, a little uh -huh. more elevated. Okay. Yeah. All right, and what about the salad? Um, we ordered the Caesar salad. Mm -hmm. I love when they serve a Caesar salad. It's like the whole leaf. So it's like real long and elegant. It's not chopped up and everybody's kind of muddling around to try to scrape it onto their plate. Many of us, we just picked it up with our hands and put it on our plates. But it had... I um, like you. <laughs> they, I go out to eat with one you. of our friends is keto, so she asked for the croutons to be put on the side. Yeah. And they totally did that for us. And then they grated the Parmesan cheese on top. But the cheese was so fine it looked like you know little snowflakes on top and it was just savory wow. and grassy and you felt like you were eating healthy but you know that you're not <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious that's one of the best descriptions of a caesar salad because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no one serves caesar salad and a whole leaf lettuce like that let's yeah. talk about what you had to drink with your meal like their wine list is actually very well priced it's incredible you can get a bottle of really nice wine under 30 dollars right. a bottle right. so there are well priced and then you've got half price on tuesday on night Tuesdays. so you can go you know, and have a bottle of opus one with lunch <laughs> <laughs> one of the the things that really bugs me is when you go to a San Francisco restaurant and all the bottles of wine are more than a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's just on. like, please, we're right here in wine country. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about Sutro's is it's all California yeah, it's all wines. California. It's really curated well. Mm -hmm. We had the cake bread Sauvignon Blanc mm -hmm. and I think it's a delicious wine. Mm -hmm. um, I ordered dessert because I feel like you had to. You were. I, I had to. I'm on. I'm on PBS. I got to get dessert. <laughs> so uh, we. Otherwise, had, I can't say. And how were those? Desserts? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we had the passion fruit uh, creme brulee, which Ooh. was a mashup of ingredients. It was a shortbread and then also tapioca balls, like mm -hmm. almost like boba esque. Mm. And I think to me, it kind of epitomized some aspects of the menu that were confusing to me, which was, you know, sutro seemed to be like seafood, but then with Asian. Flair mm -hmm. sometimes, but mm -hmm. not all the time. But that being said, I think I, I might have enjoyed the dessert more than anything because I really liked the strange juxtaposition of textures and flavors. <laughs> we had their butterscotch pot de creme, mm -hmm. which is real butterscotch, <laughs> and the server explained it's made with single malt scotch. Oh, it's the original recipe. It had orange zest. You must <clears throat> have the butterscotch pot de creme if you go to Sutro's. Right. So delicious, so rich. 
you can diet the next day. Right? <laughs> and this place yeah. is a destination for yeah. folks. What did you think about the service? And service was great. Right. They were efficient without being intrusive. And what about price? For a <laughs> night out on the town, I think in San Francisco these days, that's yeah. kind of a deal. So I think Sutro's is a fine dining experience. Although, though Molly was over there. <laughs> no, no way. No, no, no way. I felt no. like my wallet turned to yeah. sand yeah. after yeah. the meal. Yeah. Like it was, I went with teachers and I felt mm -hmm. guilty for inviting well, I'm not saying it's not friends. expensive. I'm saying that's about the average price. Yeah. No way. Try a different restaurant. Like, but didn't I, you think it was a good value? <laughs> no. No. Because, <laughs> no, because yeah. we got there and it was already dark. So we and it really to see is anything. something yeah. spectacular yeah. when it you is. have the view. For brunch, yeah. it would be a much better value. And they do a champagne brunch. Yeah, yeah. They do, they do a champagne I, Sunday do. brunch. I, it, yeah. I imagine the brunch value is much better. Yeah. But yeah. for dinner, there is no view. Mm. Yeah. All right, David, your spot, wrap it up for us. So Sutro's is where the food actually matches the view. And Molly? Uh, for brunch with a wealthy benefactor, try Sutro's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Ileana? Um, if you want to be reminded that classic is timeless, visit Sutro's. All right. Mm -hmm. If you would like to try Sutro's at the Cliff House, it's on Point Lobos Avenue at the Great Highway in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-386-3330. It's open for lunch and dinner every day. Reservations are recommended. And the average dinner tab per person without drinks is around $60. Check Please Bay Area strives to reflect the local dining scene, and this episode brings home the reality of the restaurant business. A fire broke out in the kitchen of our second eatery, Molly's Pick, and so it's currently closed, leaving us to discuss just two spots this time. I travel to the far reaches of the globe in search of wine knowledge and great bottles. I recently took a trip to Virginia to check out some of the state's top producers, and oh, I left impressed. Not only does American history run deep in this eastern coastal state, it's also the birthplace of American wine, with grapes cultivated since the 1600s. Thomas Jefferson kicked it off at Monticello, and it's taken until the last decade or so to perfect it. The modern era of Virginia wine began when Barbersville was founded in 1976, and there are now over 200 Virginia wineries. Grapes are planted in seven distinct regions, from an hour outside Washington, D.C., to the Chesapeake Bay, and the Charlottesville area to the Shenandoah Valley. The warm, humid climate has proven challenging to some varieties, but others shine, including reds like Cabernet Franc and Petit Verdot, and whites like Viognier. I became enamored with the sparkling wine and the unique bottlings from bone-dry to super-sweet of the grape Petit Mensang. Now, it might be hard to find the wines outside Virginia, but it's worth a trip to taste, tour, and visit. Ugh, Thomas would be proud. If you've been dreaming of tropical flavors in a lively setting, Ileana's Spot delivers the goods. In downtown Santa Rosa, it's El Coqui Puerto Rican Cuisine. The mascot of Puerto Rico is a little tree frog. Coquis, and they chirp at night. So the male goes, whoo, and she goes, ki. So that's how we get the name Coqui. Hi, I'm Tina Jackson, one of the owners at El Coqui. And I'm Jacqueline Roman, one of the owners of El Coqui Puerto Rican Cuisine. Wepa! 
Jackie's always loved to cook for everybody. She's always the life of any party. And we just knew that we would have a really fun place to be. I grew up in New York and Puerto Rico. So my grandmother always used to cook for like all my neighbors. She always said if you have eight people in your house, you got one egg, cut that egg in eight pieces so you can share it. So I cook with a lot of pride the way my grandma taught me. You know, some customers will drive more than two hours to come eat here because they want to feel that connection to their home. I swear more than one time I've seen people sit here and cut into a piece of flan and start crying. Big, huge Puerto Rican guys. Oh my, you know, getting all soft and emotional. Crying. All tatted up and everything. You know, I, I do just think, you know, God, if her grandmother or her mother could see this now, you know, how proud would they be? They are. Buen provecho y huepa, Puerto Rico. All right, Eliana, let's talk about Puerto Rican cuisine in general, because you're a first-generation mm -hmm. Puerto Rican, mm -hmm. and it has so many influences, American, Spanish, and African. Right, they all left their marks on it. So right. depending on which uh, meal you're eating, you can definitely see the influences on mm -hmm. the plate. And what are the authentic Puerto Rican dishes that you feel they do best? Mofongo, which is like, I feel, everyone's kind of entry right. yeah, to Puerto Rican cuisine. And Puerto explain Rico. mofongo to generally. Mofongo is just mashed plantains, and then they put things inside like shrimp or stewed meats mm -hmm. or fried chicken or fried pork. And this time it came with broth, so it's like, you know, more comforting, I feel like. I love plantains. They're one of my top 10 favorite foods. I love mofongo, and this is definitely the best mofongo I've ever had. It was- Ever had? Yeah. That's awesome. It was like a <laughs> domed cake, super crispy on the outside, and then when you just get into it, we have, you can order it with chicharrones stuffed mm -hmm. on the inside. So it was just like, truly like, forget about an ice cream cake. This is truly like my ideal <laughs> cake. It's just like a plantain cake with just gently spiced stewed meat on the inside. And then they also had an extra large bottle of garlic hot sauce on the side yes. so putting even more of that on top of the broth to just make it like extra wet and extra garlicky I was in heaven it was <laughs> so good oh. yeah I had the pastelli that was so good it was unlike anything I'd ever had before it was you know instead of like a traditional tamale mm -hmm. crust it was a plantain crust with just pieces of like really tender meat inside mm -hmm. wrapped in a banana leaf mm -hmm. it was dare I say better than a tamale it was so good. Yeah. I was in plantain heaven. There were, I had four yeah. different preparations of plantains. I don't think I've ever heard that on the show. I was, I was, plantain I was in plantain heaven. Yeah. Before I even got to the entrees, where I had more plantains, mm -hmm. I had four different preparations of plantains, each one better than last. We're very creative. So we take a plantain, we make a plate out of it. We'll do mofongo. We do I, like I know I we'll think do. it kind of goes back to living off of that land. Plantains are everywhere. But if that's all you have to eat because it's growing wild, you're going to figure out how to cook it every which way and sideways. So, you know, sweet and garlicky and with seafood and with vegetables. And That's the way we did it with the machete with my uncles in Puerto Rico. I used to have my own machete and I used to cut those guineos. And sometimes there'll be 68 plantains. I was only 12 years old. I had to drag that from, from a hill to all the way to the house. By the time I get there, they were like, there were like 15 plantains left in the stick. So I'll go back and go get some more and bring it back home. You know, the plantains aren't supposed to be left separate. They're supposed to be mixed in with the food. So you get that sweet and savory. It does get yummy. I, I always say I can brag about her food because I'm not the one who cooks it, so. Thank you. So I'm a Puerto Rico virgin. I've never <laughs> been there, never had the food. I didn't know what to expect. Uh -huh. We were blown away. I thought this restaurant was 
fantastic. Yeah. And we got there early because we figured no reservation. That's one thing I would say, no reservations. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of an open table guy. Yeah. So I was <laughs> like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We got there at 530. And those points. So we sat at the bar because I think that is the true test of a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Plus the owners came over and talked to us, yeah. which was really interesting. We learned a lot. Uh, we had the empanadilla. Empanadilla. Thank you. It's ground beef with raisins and spices in a flaky puff mm -hmm. pastry that was to die They're for. Really good. Not greasy, mm -hmm. so like you don't have to be afraid of it. Right. And uh, then we had this salad, <laughs> which was so huge, it could have fed a family <laughs> of four. And it had the most amazing vinaigrette, and they brought out that pineapple vinegar spicy sauce thing, mm. which we had to buy a bottle and take oh, yeah. home, of I course. Was not, I was yeah. not offered that or else I would have Oh my yeah, God, it's too. to die for, so we love that. What about the fried chicken? The fried chicken is really good. Like they have chicharrones de pollo. Usually it's cut up into small pieces, so it's like Maximus crunch factor. Mm. But they serve this in the whole pieces, so your, you know, your eyes get bigger than your stomach. You're like, oh my gosh. If I can just have that fried chicken in a bowl right rice, I just want everybody to leave me alone, turn off the lights, just go away. <laughs> it's super crispy and it's so savory. Mm -hmm. It's fried exactly the way that any Puerto Rican grandma would fry. It's not overly breaded. It's not under seasoned. It's just perfect. Mm -hmm. So we had chuletas. They're thinly sliced pork chops that are slightly breaded, I think, mm -hmm. and then sauteed with Puerto Rican spices. I gotta tell you, first of all, the spices were great. A little bit of heat, but not too much. And then what was interesting to me is it's thinly sliced, but it's still moist. Mm. It's phenomenal. And my husband had, it's a chicken stew, pollo al horno or something oh, yeah. like that. Oh, Do you know? Chicken, yeah. yeah. Roasted chicken. That was phenomenal. Yeah. We also had the chicken al horno. It was yeah. really good. Wasn't it good? It was yeah. so good. And you know, chicken can be, you know, undercooked, overcooked. It was just truly like chicken done right, like perfectly mm. shredded, mm -hmm. perfectly spiced. And then for the other two dishes, mm -hmm. one of them was a sweet plantain giant cut down the middle with... Uh, Did it have the stuffed meat and the yeah, cheese on top? Yeah, with stuffed meat and cheese on top. That's the canoa. I love that. I think that was actually my favorite. And then my other dish, a crispy plantain that was like a sandwich, like a, a faux sandwich, because it was two plantains mm -hmm. as the sandwich. It just, it was like, if you were to like, describe your perfect dish, I would say, oh, uh, plantain, meat, <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Uh, Ta-da! My only gripe was that with the plantain-based dishes, they mm -hmm. didn't offer plantains on the side. Mm. More plantains. <laughs> <laughs> it was all it was all so good, so savory. My only gripe with the restaurant was I had the white rice, it was uncooked. And mm. that was the only mm. bad sign. Mm -hmm. But you know, that was a minor yeah. detail. You are no longer a Puerto Rican virgin. I am telling you, I'm I'm you know, yeah, I'm a convert. Yeah. Total uh -huh. convert. Uh -huh. Yeah. And the desserts we had were awesome too. Yeah, oh yes. Well, we had a cream cheese flan mm. that was to die for. Yeah, you know, like you had that. So was it? Good. It, it was, was like a, a New York cheesecake. Yeah, I didn't I think know. that it was going to be. No. And my, and my <laughs> expectations were low. Me too. Yeah, yeah. and they yeah. were. They were huge. Yeah. It was like Blue. a cheesecake yeah. with caramel sauce <laughs> exactly. on it. Exactly, yeah. And I thought, wow, I've never had anything like that. It, it was, was delicious. Really well, let's talk about atmosphere because this is a lively spot. While the other, I feel like the other Puerto Rican restaurants try very hard to look like Puerto Rico, mm. this place felt the most like Puerto Rico. It felt like Puerto Rico when you walked in. Large family sitting together, multi-generational. Yeah. It was very lively and there was talking and yelling and shouting, just like, you know, you eat at my family's dinner yeah. kind of. They had a nice wine list. It's small, mm -hmm. and they have 
beers from Mexico, Brazil, and America. So cool. and then I, sodas from Puerto Rico. Yes, right? yeah, coconut. Exactly. Always get the yeah. Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. yeah. I need that bright great. green can on my table. Yeah. But I felt like I was walking into a travelogue for Puerto Rico, which I loved, having never been to Puerto Rico, yeah. and it's beautiful. And yeah. I think we need to support Puerto Rico. Oh, definitely. We need to go there and yeah. you know give them lots of money and travel <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. All right, this is your spot. Wrap it up. Um, if you are feeling lonely and want a huge hug, comforting, filling, and affordable, come visit El Coqui. Okay. And Molly? If you're in wine country and want a break from all of the bouginess, I highly recommend El Coqui. <laughs> all right, and David? It's like a trip to Puerto Rico with all the flavors you want. All right. If you would like to try El Coqui, Puerto Rican cuisine, it's on Mendocino Avenue at 5th and Santa Rosa. The telephone number is 707-542-8868. It's open every day for lunch and dinner. Reservations are not accepted. And the average dinner tab per person without drinks is around $20. I have to thank my great guests on this week's show. David Landis shared his love of the iconic Sutros at the Cliff House, where San Francisco history pairs perfectly with ocean views and classic cuisine. And Molly Rosen Mariner, who along with her Basset Hound, still have plenty of opinions, even though their place closed due to a fire. Ileana Maisonette brought us to the sights, sounds, and flavors of her beloved Puerto Rico at El Coqui in Santa Rosa. So join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers. 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 <laughs> you guys are awesome. Did you have fun? So now it's your turn. We want to hear from you if you visited any of our Check Please restaurants. You can post a selfie on Instagram, join the conversation on Facebook, and tweet us anytime. And don't forget to visit our website. All the shows are there, along with my wine videos and notes about the wines we drink on set. You'll also find our fun new web series, Taste This, where we celebrate food and drinks around the Bay. Cheers. Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by... Oakland International Airport. Now with flights all over the world. iFlyOAK.com. IRG has thousands of surfaces in stock now. Surfaces. Selection. Service. IRG at MarbleCompany.com. Total Wine and More offering more than 8,000 wines, 2,500 beers, and 3,000 spirits. Total Wine and More now with seven Bay Area locations. TotalWine.com. Sutter Health CPMC, the new Mission Bernal Hospital, opens August 2018 with all private rooms and comprehensive maternity services. CPMC2020.org. Redwood Credit Union, community banking for the North Bay and San Francisco. Business and personal, online and mobile, plus nationwide ATMs. Banking for people who call this place home.